Welcome back to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Friends, I'm Aaron Richards, joined here in the illustrious Damascus Media Studio by my friends and brothers in Christ, Mr. Brad Pierin. Yes, sir. Dan Demite. Hey, hey. We are counting our blessings here today on Beyond Damascus <laughs> and so excited to uh, to have you joining us here on the show again. You know Beyond Damascus with the show where Encounter Meets Mission. We love to answer the questions that you, our listening, viewing audience have about the faith. Those questions that you've submitted through comments or through email. Uh, Jack will Jack will surprise us with a new question today and we'll do our best to throw in our two cents and then we'll round out the show today with a reminder of some missionary momentum, how we can challenge ourselves to live it out this week. Uh, we're a show on mission as well. Uh, if you've been watching the last few episodes, you may know that we have an awesome and amazing uh, mission partner who's joined us here at Beyond Damascus. For everyone who joins our platform, who subscribes here this season, our mission partner is donating $10 in support of Catholic Youth Summer Camp. It's the flagship program of our ministry, Damascus, we operate out of here in central Ohio. So check it out, damascus.net, visit, see what we're about, and subscribe, join the platform, uh, share it with your, with your friends, with your family, so that we can see this uh, impact grow. Jack, would you toss us a question, brother? Oh, wow. Yay. Oh, here we uh, are. Question of the day is, how can I get out of complacency in prayer? Oh, boy. I love How that question. How can I get out of complacency? How can I get out of complacency in prayer? That's a good one. Um, I think I'll go. I never ever have complacency in prayer. Ever? Yours never is just once. always like yeah, just, perfect. Yeah. Brad has uh, tossed his two within. cents. Where are you going, I, I, well, I feel bad now because you know, am I just always complacent <laughs> yeah, in prayer? Yeah. I'm like, I have like, two oh, cents. I know how to do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, complacency in prayer. I just, I think I love the question because it's honest, I think, which is why, why uh, Dan not being complacent in prayers just proves his holiness so tremendously. Yeah, but yeah. Um, like, well, I want to, I want to first just remind us that prayer is about relationship. And I know that that's told to us all the time, but when we lose that, I think we are bound to be complacent in it because when we lose sight of the fact that prayer is about relationship, we'll think it's about achieving a 30 minute objective, or we'll think that it's about telling my friends in small group that I have prayed that day or about feeling like a good person, but it's, it's not about any of those things. It's about relationship with God. And I think that, um, I, I've given a message on this before, so I think this is probably where I'll go. But there's, there's, I think, three C's of relationship. It's commitment, connection, and complementarity. And, um, and these, I think these replace complacency pretty well. So when you think about relationship, the first thing that you think is commitment. So like being a person who shows up to prayer is one of the key ways to not become complacent in prayer. Because yeah. whenever I go to prayer begrudgingly or forget it all day and do it at the end of the day, if I'm not committed to it, I'm going to become complacent in it because it's just going to be something I need to get through instead of something I'm giving life to, you know? Um, second connection, like if prayer is about relationship and relationship would be insufficient without connection, then we need to make sure that in prayer we're connecting with God. One of the things I started just a couple of years ago is actually setting everything aside when I start my prayer and just praying the Jesus prayer. And the Jesus prayer just helps me connect. It helps me realize that Jesus is the one that I'm spending time with. I'm not spending time with Nina and I's prayer room. I'm not spending time even just with like my Bible, the book, you know, like I'm spending time with Jesus whose words are in this Bible 
who is here with me and who's drawing me to prayer. And then third is complementarity. And this is funny to think about in the context of like relationship and prayer because God's perfect at everything. But because God at certain times wants certain things for us, we'll show up to prayer sometimes and God's going to want to He's going to want to speak to us a lot. And in order to complement that, I need to be in a disposition where I'm willing to listen a lot, right? There's going to be times where God wants me to speak a lot to him, where he knows there's things happening in my life and things on my heart that he wants me to have the freedom to give to him. So he's going to be in perfect like um in like a perfect disposition to hear, right? And so I want to compliment what I'm but that won't happen if I don't connect. So I think when I'm committed to prayer and I go into prayer wanting to connect with Jesus, wanting to connect with the Father, wanting to connect with Holy Spirit, when I when I go in with those dispositions, I can begin sensing what God is actually inviting or doing in that space and then I can compliment it, right? And so if we do that, like <clears throat> it's a similar question to like how, how don't you become complacent in the other relationships? I think these three things, if you're, a, if you're committed in relationship, if you connect to the person you want relationship with, and if you compliment, you see what the other's bringing, uh, what, what the other's desiring, and you're um, like in that dance with them, I think that uh, relationship and thus prayer uh, stay out of complacency. Mm. My- yeah, I think complacency definitely comes when you are committed to prayer, but there's no connection. Yeah, right? That's sure. Where, like, sure. There's no relationship yeah, there. Yeah. There's a commitment. I'm here. I'm showing up, but you're right. I'm complacent because I'm not actually connected. Yeah, with the it's one. not just forgetting it and like trying to tie it in at the end of the day. It's even, hey, I've been doing 15 minutes for six years and I've lost the connection yep. piece. It's just my 15 minutes in the morning or 30 minutes or an hour in the morning. I think that connection piece is probably the hardest too. Yeah, sure. I, I wonder how. Um, I mean, for somebody who doesn't who doesn't have the ability to jump into that connection, how do we, how do we get there? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a, that's always a question. It is, yeah. I I, I also think sometimes uh, we can we can predetermine the connection needs to be deeper than what it can be in that moment. So the reason I went with the Jesus prayer is it was simplest for me. It, it's the way that I can get to a place where I know Jesus is with me. I think that when I first started realizing I wasn't connecting with the Lord like I wanted to, I'd come in and try all of these things. Like I'm going to go into like deep contemplation or like I'm going to like just ask the Lord to show me what he's doing. And, and for me, that created in me less of a grounding. Like it, it, it left me for 15 minutes trying to figure out how to connect instead of just connecting. So that's how you rev the engine. So yeah. What's the Jesus no, prayer? Good point. If someone's listening, they don't know yeah. what it is. Yeah. Is so it? it's very simple. Lord Jesus Christ, son of the living God, have mercy on me a sinner. And you can do that with breath. And so you can breathe in Lord Jesus Christ, son of the living God and breathe out, have mercy on me a sinner. And it just, it just grounds me in the fact that, Hey, I've, I've fallen short of your glory, Lord, but I'm here with you because you've allowed it to be possible for me to connect with you. And I want to connect with you and you're the Lord of my life. It just gets all that in for me. So I it's love it. Lord of my life, the anointed one, it's Jesus's name, all the things that it's your thing. It's how you rev the it. engine. Yeah. So find your, yes. your engine rev. All right. Here's yes. me. Oh, uh, okay. My two cents. Okay. Um, whoa, I just messed up my mic. Uh, uh, you got excited. I, I think uh, and kind of following up on just prayer is relationship. And mm-hmm. so let's be normal and let's realize that sometimes we get lazy in our relationships. Um, uh, marriage is a, is a good example. What do you do when you get complacent in your marriage? Well, sometimes you'll go on a date and you'll try to reactivate your heart, right? And I think 
For me, my answer would be, yeah, how do you get out of complacency and prayer? Do what it takes to reactivate your heart. And so if that is, um, you know, if, if it's a trip in marriage, you would take a trip to reactivate your heart. And that maybe that means you need to do a retreat to reactivate your heart. Or if it's a date night, then do a date night with Jesus. Do a holy hour, a holy two hours, reactivate your heart. I know for me... Um, contrary to what I said earlier, sometimes when I deal with complacency in prayer, uh, I know the things that are my go-tos to reactivate my heart. So uh, worship, communal worship is one that reactivates my heart. So I've built communal worship into my life. I don't always want to do it. Like uh, there, we pray together as a community here through worship every Tuesday. Some mornings I'm driving in and I'm like, oh, I don't really want to put the effort into this this morning. And yet when I'm entering into worship because I'm expressing myself and I'm engaging myself, it reactivates my heart. And I think a lot of times when I think about complacency, complacency is usually I'm doing something in in a non-active way, right? And so I think if you want to reactivate your heart or reactivate your prayer life, then you want to do things, you want to do active style prayer to, to reactivate the co- contemplative prayer. So um, for me, communal worship is one of them. Uh, another one, I like to just walk in the silence in the woods, like re- reconnecting with the Lord and the beauty of nature, right? But it's it's an active prayer or praying with other people. Nothing reactivates my heart than asking another person, what do you want prayers for? And, and having their heart exposed, it reactivates my heart to care about them. And so, or praying for others, with others, for others, intercession. These are ways that my heart just gets activated again, which allows that relationship that you're talking about, Brad, to become real so that I'm loving as opposed to doing. And um, and I think whenever the heart's involved, that's what builds the connection. Yeah. I've, I've been reading through the uh, the practice of the presence of God uh, by Brother Lawrence. Yeah. And so one of the cool thoughts that he keeps going back to is is right around this topic of, of, how, to, of how to practice and to motivate yourself back into a place of intimacy. And his approach is super simple. He just like, it's always, I, I, I want to keep God on my mind and I want to keep love of God as my sole motivation. Mm. So like whenever I find myself thinking of something that's not, that's not of the Lord, I, I push that thought from my mind and I think of the Lord. Whenever, I'm, mm-hmm. whenever I find myself motivated by something that's not love of God, I, uh, I repent, I apologize, and I, and I reorient myself and think, how can I, how can I engage in this process motivated by love, yeah. motivated by love of God. Yeah. I also like that you, I also like that you mentioned laziness, Dan, cause what you're saying there, Aaron, like those simple moves, it, it's kind of like whenever you have like a long to-do list and it takes you forever just to get into it, just to start, right. There's this, there's this, um, this laziness that comes from, I think realizing that, uh, the effort that it takes to do it might be more than I desire to give right now. But once you start giving the effort, it makes it so much simpler. Like once you start your day moving that towards the Lord. So the first time I have a thought that's outside of the Lord and I push that out and I think on the Lord, it makes the rest of the day doing that so much easier. But the more I push it off, it's almost like the heavier it becomes to even get started. When, um, when you mentioned laziness there, Dan, how did, how, have you seen that maybe in mentorship or even in your own life? Like what, what makes us lazy in prayer? Is it just that it's not, I don't know, the most tangible thing in front of us? I'm just like, or is it because we know it should be good? I, I'm trying to put my thumb on like, because I feel that in my life. I get lazy where yeah. it's like. I think it's our posture. Like, yeah. so there's sometimes it's nice that like, 
Um, if you're talking about a relationship, or, uh, a spiritual union, right, and, and you compare that with marriage, it's, sometimes it's nice to just be quiet and, and lay on the couch with your spouse just holding each other. And But if that's all you ever did, you never engaged in, in deep conversation and meaningful conversation, you never went out and engaged with other people, like, and you... you there would be something lacking, mm-hmm. right? And so if my prayer is just waking up in the morning and I'm, I usually do my set committed time of prayer first thing in the morning, I would say that's not usually my best prayer because I'm tired in the morning. I'm a little lazy. I'm drinking my coffee. It's restful. It's No one else is awake. I just love that. It's a peaceful time with the Lord. Those are beautiful, but I also, in order that will just become complacent if I'm not reactivating myself throughout the day that I'm also going to worship. I'm also going to pray with people. I'm also going to pray a rosary. It, like There's something about active prayer that breaks complacency, but those those moments of rest are also really beautiful. You just need both hands. Yeah, you're right. I, I Well, I, I want to try to make a distinction because I think when you were speaking that like spousal analogy, I think, um, there's a difference between healthy contentment and complacency. Yeah. Like there's a way to be health, healthily content. I don't know if that's how you say it, but like, if I'm going to prayer and I'm in a rhythm and, and the Lord and I are connecting, right. I've been committed to it. And, uh, I do feel like it's complimenting what he's Mm -hmm. asking me to do. And I get into like a rhythm that feels content. We don't have to, I guess I'm getting it back to the person asking this question, like make sure it's complacency because complacency is usually a choice. It's usually stale. It's usually lazy. Mm. It's got these things in it, but if it's a healthy contentment, like just push in further in that, that same place, because in, in relationships, sometimes to your point, Dan, if, if you're spending time and it's just you and your spouse and there's not much to say, and it's the end of the day, there's beauty in that. Yeah. But, but there is a discernment to be had, I think between, I don't know if that's the right distinction, but something like that. All right. Here's some two cents. Uh Oh, <laughs> that one was Overshot. close. That one off the rim did hit it. Okay. Uh, two cents. Uh, I don't, if you don't make them, I don't think you get to say your two cents. Isn't well, that, should that be the rule? Well, I just wonder they if people have to on hit audio, the jar. Like, are they anticipating? Like they're not watching. Yeah. So they're just like, did he? We throw it? two cents into the jar and Aaron Never some of us, go for it. Go some for of us it. throw two cents in. <laughs> <Yeah>. Some <laughs> of us lob them in there. Okay, here's here's my here's my two cents. Uh, I I agree, guys, that 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 prayer is the foundation of prayer, and and the the key to prayer is relationship with the Lord, of course. Um, I'll take another little bit of a practical step. Like you've you've got to exercise this with intention. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I I'm thinking, you know. In, in the world we live in today, you know, with access to just all of the information that the world might hold, you can become an expert at anything if, if you dedicate enough time on YouTube or if you dedicate enough time in the library or, or in, in research, right? That if, if there's truly a passion and a motivation that, that is pushing you towards something that you love, like there's a, there's a pathway toward finding success in that. <laughs> so... I would I would ask okay hmm. if if you have an authentic motivation to to in, to engage and to grow in this, um, use the tools that are available to you. Right, I I was quoting from Brother Lawrence the presence the practice of the presence of God. I, I find that uh, keeping a diverse experience of spiritual reading for me mm. is something that always always pushes me in a fresh direction. Um, whether that's from the Word of God, whether that's from Scripture itself, or whether that's from the reflections of a of a of a saint or or a, a leader in the past, or you know who knows, I, I've I've got a, a very diverse selection of fictional and non-fictional spiritual reading, just so that I can always know that I'm I'm stretching every aspect of that muscle. Um, Dan, you mentioned uh, maintaining a commitment to a to a specific time of prayer. Right, that that it's that act of intentionality. You you've got to establish 
some routine in your life or or it can never become something that actually takes root and builds good habit. What's what's the word for good habit? Virtue. Yep. Right? That as we as we build the virtue of prayer into our life, it just it becomes part of our character. Mm-hmm. And and that's not easily lost. You know, we don't get complacent with our character, but sometimes it's it's uh it, it takes some it takes some work and commitment to get there. I, yeah. I love so you mentioned if if you have an authentic desire to be excellent at anything because of you can watch YouTube videos and kind of figure it out or like become excellent at yeah, it. And I don't know if YouTube's the best well, way to become but, a saint, but Well, I'm like thinking through all the different things that like I had a curiosity about and I used YouTube to uh to to try to become good at it and I didn't have enough of a desire. It wasn't a real desire, so like I never hmm. became great at it cuz I eh, like I would listen I'd watch a few videos and and phase out and I think there to some extent there may be like the 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 first thing you need to do is just ask God for that burning desire to yeah. to like that if there's complacency and you desire yeah. uh, the intentionality you need is God give me the desire to be intentional about breaking this complacency so I enter into prayer with you. I've, I've got an awesome thought on that. So uh, this was actually uh, my my buddy Joseph inspired this a few years ago that. If you're asking this question, I'm assuming that you probably do have a desire to have some encounter with God or yep. some relationship with God. And that probably means that at some point in the past that you have been in that place, right? That you've been in relationship with him. A good place to start is to just draw back in your memory and ask, Lord, when when you met me the first time or when you met me that that most meaningful time, what was my disposition? What was my heart? What was going on? And Lord, would you bring me back to that place? Would mm-hmm. you refresh that in me again? Mm-hmm. Because oftentimes, like, uh, I don't know, we do grow, we do mature, we do change, but we're also somewhat consistent in our lives. Yeah. And what, what, what worked in the past might work again if, if, we, if we separate ourselves from the change in our environment. Agreed. Yeah, I'm going back to a teaching that you give to our missionaries every year, Aaron, where you say when you begin... Um, doing what you once did by intuition with intention, you achieve acceleration and something like that. It's paraphrased, but is that, is that Mul- right? multiple layers of quotations? But yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I think it's just, uh, it's so important to remember what you're saying, Aaron, in the world that we live in today, because we're in a world that's always telling you organics better, but it's co- like, but what it's saying is like, Um, and I don't mean like organic food or things like that. I mean like organic in your schedule. Like don't, don't like wed yourself to too many things, like allow yourself like uh, diversity of choices. And I think it's like, yeah, but a lot of times that's just being said because you're too lazy to make a plan. Like you're, you're saying organic because you don't want to commit to this relationship. Like if, if I I hear this sometimes when men are like trying to make a small group or something like that, they're like, well, we just really want it to be organic. I'm like, aren't you all, all of you are married, right? And you all have kids. You think that (laughs) organically all of you are going to show up in the same place and it's just going to like work out. It's no, there can be those opportunities for I think what they're trying to say is we want authenticity. We don't want it to just be routine. We don't just want it to be blocked off, but, but both sides, like if you just want it to be blocked off again, you're going to become complacent. If, if you do just allow it to be whatever it becomes, that's going to become complacent too. There is this balance between like, yeah, allowing the Lord, like brother Lawrence is saying to draw you to himself regularly, but also intentionally. And when are you doing those intentional things and how are you making them work? Well, it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's so silly. I think we're all actually giving the exact same answer. A relationship requires 
intentional connection. And so if I want a relationship with huh. the Lord, I have to have an intentional connection with him. I was, uh, is the show legal if all of our... Oh, it's <laughs> all of our two cents. We, we didn't give a variety of two cents. Yeah. We're just giving the same two cents. Huh. You know, like, I mean, one of, the, one of the things you can become most complacent in is praying a rosary, right? It's just a, a repetitive prayer where it can be very, like, I'm just... But if I'm intentional on meditating on the mysteries, it can become a, a beautiful prayer, right? Uh, I mean, yesterday I was... Uh, I took my kids ice, not ice skating, um, what are you, roller skating. And it was a, like, I didn't know anyone there. They're out with their friends on the roller skating um, rink. I'm like, I'm just going to pray a rosary and, and like walk through the roller skating rink with Jesus by my side. And it was like such a beautiful, I mean, it was chaos in this place. Like kids, adults, every demons were fleeing. Yeah. But it was just <laughs> so like in the midst of chaos, him and I were just taking a walk together in, in and just, it was so intentional that I said, hey, I want to spend this half hour with you as opposed to scrolling my phone. And it was a beautiful time. It's just an intentional connection. Yeah. I'm excited to see on this topic where our, our missionary momentum leads us today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, yeah, we, we are really tackling the same thing. Why? Because it's the heart of Jesus. That's what we're getting at. The way to, mm-hmm. the way to escape complacency in prayer is to connect with a person mm-hmm. who's eternal and unchanging, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but, but ever ancient and ever new. And yeah. uh, the second half of the show is where where we we give our our challenge for the week, our, our missionary momentum, to invite you to actually engage in a way that can that can be transformative. Um, anybody got a anybody got a challenge to propose? Yeah, I can go. I think I, I'm just inspired by what you were saying uh, with Jesus because Jesus, right? He's committed to relationship with the Father. He's connected to the Father, and he compliments the father. Like he's willing to receive whenever he's being asked, he's willing to give him his thoughts whenever he's uh, able to. I, I also see in Jesus's life that he routinely prays with people and he prays with people, uh, not because he fails that day to take time to pray to the father, but he knows that in praying with people, he's reminded of the relationship that prayer is about, that it's about, it's about the father and it's about us. And it's even interesting in the two greatest commandments, right? To love the Lord with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Like Jesus is always about getting us back to the heart of relationship. And if you're someone that in your personal prayer life, you're like, it's just hard for me right now to sit down for 30 minutes and not feel complacent in it. It's, it's just, I feel stale. Then get outside of that, right? Like not saying to stop doing that. What I'm saying is get outside of that to see what that could infuse into that. So if you're, if you're at a place where, um, you've not prayed with someone at work that has something going on in their life. Instead of saying you'll go home and pray about it, just say, hey, what you've been sharing with me has been on my heart. I I remember you saying that your parents are sick. Is it okay if I actually just pray with you right now that the Lord would have peace with you in this time? Those simple moves, again, to I think somewhat of what Dan was saying too, they can re-engage us and infuse into that personal prayer life, if we want to call it that, uh, a real Hmm. fervor for relationship. Yeah, I, I... I love that. And I, I want to just highlight the importance of this part of the show too, Mission Momentum, because this part of the show is meant to make sure we're not a church that's just a talking head yeah. and a thought. Like mm. Christianity can also often become like something I think about, but I don't do. And so you're yeah. saying, okay, if you want to reactivate your heart and break complacency, go and pray with someone. Yeah. Like right. do something, someone, right? Yeah. And I would say, uh, so if it, we're tempted, I think, as humans huh. to read books 
get ideas and not do anything with the content. Because it feels like we did it by reading it. By reading the book. By reading it, I did it. No, you didn't. By listening to the podcast and not doing anything. By praying and Mm. not doing anything, right? So do something. And so my Mr. Momentum would say, don't go to Mass, go to Mass. So this week, don't just go to Mass. As a good Catholic, you're going to go to Mass. Thank you. That's awesome. The Lord is blessed by your commitment. But this week, go to Mass and love the Lord your God with all of your heart, Mm -hmm. all of your mind, all of your soul, and all of your strength. Go to Mass. If you have kids and it's been like five years since you've been able to go to Mass because there's a baby crying or drooling or kicking, then maybe do go to daily Mass by yourself so that there can be a time this week that you really go to Mass and allow that time when you're consummated with your lover in the Holy Eucharist to become one with Him who loves you. And uh, and know what the Mass is, go to there with intentionality and purpose. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Love that. Uh, mine for this week is, uh, Scripture says, uh, if you honor the prophet, you'll receive the prophet's reward. And if you're struggling with complacency in prayer, my invitation today would be to uh, seek out somebody who you are uh, impressed, inspired by their prayer life, and ask them to pray for you. Ask them to pray for you that your prayer life might grow and might be might succeed, might improve. I think that I think that we'll find that when we put ourselves in a posture of receptivity and honor, that the Lord will actually accomplish a great work in us. Also vulnerability, if I can add that to that. Because like the 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 willingness to say, so whoever's asking this question, the willingness to say, hey, I've been struggling with complacency in prayer is a sign that you're going to get out of complacency in prayer, right? Like the willingness to even ask is, is pretty important. I love that. Beautiful. Yeah. These are sweet. Uh, hey, if you're following the show and you want to ask us even to uh, to pray for you in the comments, know that we do read those and, and we will uh, engage with you and, and lift you up in prayer here in, in this community as well. Thanks for joining us today. This has been, this has been exciting. I, I've got a, a bonus mission momentum for you this week. Remember that we do have that donor who's, who's committed to sponsor a camper for Catholic Youth Summer Camp for $10 for every person who joins our platform, who subscribes to our platform this season. So if you want to be on mission this week in a very practical and a very, very simple way, uh, subscribe, to, subscribe to this show and also share it uh, so that others can join here with us on mission. Thanks, thanks for joining us this week. Uh, we'll see you again next week. And remember, mission makes, makes sense. sense. Oh, I was so late. I was so hey, late. But it worked. God bless you guys. Yeah. See you again soon. <laughs>